Would he hate us for loving him this much? We didn't know. Would he see this as the ultimate act of betrayal? We didn't know. Would he embrace the help we had finally found for him? We didn't know. What we did know was our son needed help, help our love couldn't give him. Hi neighbor, welcome to Anchors of Encouragement. I'm Tim Maudlin, husband, adoptive parent, Bible class teacher, and the persistent encourager. Did you finally realize your dream of having a family only to have your happily ever after turn into a nightmare? Have you ever been told you're failing your kids? Life can be tough. Storms in life are inevitable, but there are ways to remain anchored when life knocks the wind out of you. In Anchors of Encouragement, my mission is to throw adoptive parents a lifeline and be your anchor to teach you biblical solutions for modern day problems so that you can weather the storms of life too. If you're ready for real and raw talk that leads to peace beyond comprehension so you not only survive but thrive in life's storms, this podcast is for you. Hope and healing are on the way. Hi neighbor, thank you for joining me in this, the first episode of Anchors of Encouragement. My name is Tim Maudlin, the Persistent Encourager. As I sit in front of this microphone, I have a wide range of emotions running through my head. I would like to share a couple of thoughts with you before we actually get into the content for today's episode. First of all, I wouldn't be here without the encouragement of so many people. Over the past year and a half or so, there have been several individuals who have encouraged me to do a podcast. And here I am, recording a podcast of all things. To those people who encouraged me, I say thank you. Thank you for being my anchors of encouragement. Also, it's my sincere hope that this podcast will bless and encourage you in some small way. Today, as we begin the first episode, I thought it would be appropriate to share some things so you can get to know me. I have a story to share with you, a real and raw story. It's about my journey through adoption trauma. The story begins this way. Would he hate us for loving him this much? We didn't know. Would he see this as the ultimate act of betrayal? We didn't know. Would he embrace the help we had finally found for him? We didn't know. What we did know was our son needed help, help our love couldn't give him. Love is important in parenting. You can't have a parent-child relationship without love. It's meaningless. But when you're parenting children of adoption trauma, it's going to take more than love. Actually, it's going to take looking at love in a different way. I want to share with you our story. We found out the hard way, and I don't want you to experience the things that we've gone through. My wife and I approached this small cabin, and as we walked in, our son was seated in the middle, and there were individuals surrounding him. I walked up to him, and I put my hand on his shoulder. He wouldn't look up. I remember telling him, Mom and I love you. We are going home, but you're not coming with us. That was one of the hardest days of our lives. It was gut-wrenching. How had we gotten to this point? After 17 years of trying everything we could think of to parent our son, we were now leaving him with complete strangers. As we pulled out of the parking lot of the residential treatment facility, 
my wife and I felt like we were the worst parents ever. I want to use this story as a benchmark for this podcast, a benchmark to look back. How did we get here? And a benchmark to look forward. What did we learn from this experience? Today, I would like to share with you five ways to love a child of adoption trauma. It's looking at love in a different way. And as we look at love in a different way, I want to talk about things that have to do with our mindset, how you think about love. The first way to love a child of adoption trauma is that you need to realize that your child is going to have to learn to like themselves. When we took our son to this treatment facility, his eyes were full of anger. I remember after he had been there a few weeks, something was happening to him. I have the pictures to prove it. I was starting to see a twinkle in his eye, of all things. And I remember asking his therapist, I said, what's going on here? And she said, well, he's learning to like himself. And I said, what? She said, he's learning to like himself. Now, you might be asking yourselves this. How could a child who has been given a home, and in our case, we've had our son since birth, We were at the hospital minutes before he was born, and we took him home the next day. How could a child that has been given a home and who has been showered with love not like themselves? In my son's mind, he thought there was something wrong with him. He wondered why his birth mother would give him away. Now, a little more of the backstory in this. I had asked his birth mother, after when she handed me him in the hospital, I asked her, what do you want me to tell him when he asked me one day why you did this? And she told me, I want something better for him. And then she broke down. She loved him. And she loved him enough to give him to us to love. We've shared that with my son. That wasn't enough. He, he still thought, there has to be something wrong with me. Otherwise, my birth mother would not have given me away. And because he thought something was wrong with him, He didn't like himself. That broke my heart because it meant for 17 years, this young man had not liked himself. He was now doing the work. He was doing some really special introspection that was starting to flip the switch, if you will, and he was starting to like himself. How he did that is fascinating. And we will cover that topic in multiple episodes. It's just amazing what it can do and how simple it actually is to do. Simple, but difficult. Well, not only did our son need to learn to like himself, we as his adoptive parents, we had to learn to like ourselves again too. And if you're an adoptive parent, chances are you are going to have to learn to like yourself again as well. And let me explain why. As I mentioned earlier, we adopted our son as an infant. We literally took him home from the hospital. But early on, we knew something wasn't right. Later, we came to discover that our son was born in what is called fight-or-flight mode. And because of that, it impacted his behavior in a negative way. But we tried everything we could think of to help him navigate these early childhood years and even into his teens, but everything we tried didn't work. We consulted with other parents and asked them, well, what did you do? 
what could we do differently? We even had people into our homes to try to help mold him and his brother. We also sought advice from professionals. We even had our son in counseling, but nothing that we tried worked. It wore us out. We were beaten down by these circumstances. It's just nothing, nothing would work, and it just was frustrating. On top of that, we were blaming ourselves, but on top of that, we were beaten down by the naysayers. There were people all too willing to offer their advice in this way. You're too strict, or you're too lenient, or you don't know what you're doing. And even in one case, we were told, you're failing your kids. It didn't help that we were blaming ourselves anyway, but to have people pile on with what we didn't understand, it just took it to a new level and a new low. We were actually shamed into the shadows. It got to the point where there were friends who would distance themselves from us. That was discouraging. But before I go any further, I want to, to say this. There were friends who distanced themselves from us, but there were friends who drew closer. Those friends were our anchors of encouragement. They had our back, and if it wasn't for them, I don't know that we could have gotten through this. And to this day, those people just mean the world to us. But because of the inability to parent him, and help him navigate these uh, issues that he had, this issue of adoption trauma, we didn't like ourselves. We considered ourselves failures as parents. So it became necessary for us to work on ourselves and learn how to like ourselves again. It's the same kind of introspection work my son was doing. And it works, but it takes time. The second way to love a child of adoption trauma is to realize this didn't happen overnight and it won't be and it can't be resolved overnight either. There's no quick fix. Fix is really not the best way to describe this because fix implies an object. And my son is not an object. He's a person. Something's broken. It's his heart. The way I really like to look at this is that he needs time for his heart to heal. My heart was broken, and my heart needed time to heal as well. But it doesn't happen quickly. It doesn't happen overnight. My son was beginning to do that work. I was doing that work as well. But it's, it's a false impression that you're going to just resolve this quickly. Because of that, as we get to the third way, it's easy for a parent to think that they have parented in vain. I mean, look at this. Look at our situation. 17 years, and we're just now discovering that our child didn't like himself. I mean, we felt like complete failures. And we thought, well, has anything we've done been worth it? I want to tell you, first of all, it has been worth it. My wife and I, as Christians, did our best to instill the values and principles of our faith into our sons. And I take comfort in the proverb that says, train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. That's not an absolute. That's a proverb. But more times than not, 
If you train up a child in the way they should go, when they are old, they won't depart from it. Recently, my son and I have had some of the best conversations. Conversations we couldn't have had a few years ago. He just wasn't, wasn't in a place to have them. But as I was telling my wife, the things that we taught him as a young boy, they stuck because I'm hearing him tell me those things. He's talking about them now. And that, make, that gives me hope. So I don't want you to come away from this episode thinking that you've parented it in vain. You haven't. You know, you've been dealt a difficult hand. Your child has been dealt a difficult hand. So don't blame yourself. It's not your fault. But as we get to the fourth way, I want to make sure not to sugarcoat this. This is not easy stuff. It's not easy for your child. It's certainly not easy for you as the parent. But while it's not easy, it is doable. It just takes time. But you can do it. I'm watching and seeing the results in my son. I'm seeing the results in myself. As I said, it's not easy, but it is doable. The fifth and final way to love a child of adoption trauma is something that you're going to discover is a staple of this podcast. We're going to be talking about principles, about concepts. We're not only going to be talking about them, we're going to talk about how to incorporate them into our lives. So I want to give you something that you can use as an action step, something that you can use to actually make this a part of your life. I like to call these daily doables. And so the fifth way is your daily doable. And it really puts a bow on the rest of the points I've talked about so far. The idea for this daily doable is that you need to take things one step at a time. I've talked about my son's 17 years of pent-up frustration that finally escalated to the point where we had to have him get special treatment. And he was just beginning to do the work to like himself. I'm a few years removed from that where he's just now having the conversations with me that I've longed for my whole life with him. It didn't happen overnight. It took one step at a time. Now, how do you do this? Well, first of all, you need to show yourself some grace because you might take one step forward and then you might go two steps backward. But as long as you have the mindset that you're going to keep pushing forward and take things one step at a time, you will see progress. You will begin to heal a broken heart. Remember, though, it's not your fault. So please show yourself some grace. Show your child some grace and take things one step at a time. As we come to an end of this episode, I would like to quickly review these five ways one more time. Number one, remember your child is going to need to learn to like themselves. And quite possibly, you as the parent are going to have to learn how to like yourself again. Number two, remember this didn't happen overnight and it cannot be resolved overnight either. Heart healing takes time. Number three, You have not parented in vain. There is hope. Number four, it's not going to be easy, but it is doable. And number five, your daily doable. Show yourself some grace, show your child some grace, and take things one step at a time. Well, that's all for this episode. Again, I want to thank you for joining me. I am so humbled by the fact you would take time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. 
I hope our time together has been well spent. So until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now. If this podcast has given you the courage and confidence to face storms in your life, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Tim Maudlin. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group, Anchors of Encouragement. So until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now.